Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Let's road trip to Detroit! Detroit! <laughs> Detroit <laughs> basketball! The Browns game is, uh, has been moved to the Motor City. Yes. It's kind of like a home game for us. I heard it, it was very cheap tickets. <laughs> very discounted tickets. That's <laughs> like a home game for the Browns. But the problem is I called the MGM. I, I call, no? I, I was thinking I tried to I called the MGM Hotel yesterday. I mean, I got online. Yeah, said, yeah, check it I out. I a nice room. Right. 175 bucks. I go up on Saturday, go to the game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Come back Saturday, Sunday night. Sure. Right. If you said uh be seven ninety nine for a night. Come on, they're now. gouging now. Come on, seven ninety nine. Wow, that's a Josh See, Allen problem. <laughs> Clevelanders are savvy enough. They're not gonna. They, they don't have to go and stay in Detroit. Right. Get a room in Toledo. Right. Yeah. To drive all the way back. Oh, right. absolutely. It's a three-hour drive. Yeah. Right. Like, like it's, they're gonna be so many hotels. It's, it's not even three. No. It's like two forty. Billings, nothing. Full hotels in Ann Arbor to, or to this weekend, probably somewhere around there. Exactly. Know, like, some but midway point. Detroit thinking, wow, people finally want to come to our city. Let's yeah. jack up the rates. Uh-huh. I said, what? Seven ninety nine. Can't be doing that. Bull. Good morning to you. Guys, that was some lame clapping to start the show, by the way. Sorry about that, Really man. weak. Sorry we didn't meet your standard. That was inappropriate. Mike, you look Clap like you're away. ready for the next season of Survivor. Show us what it should have looked like. Mike, uh, Bull's making fun of my outfit because I'm wearing do <laughs> but he just doesn't understand that I'm only doing this because I'm so stoked. Because, I don't know if you guys knew about this, Bull, I did this just for you. Let me say it. This, we got a big game this weekend, guys. <laughs> we got a big game this oh. weekend. Oh, yeah. wow. He's back in the saddle, everybody. Baker Mayfield. Who do they start again? Who They're they playing play? Baltimore in Baltimore. Oh. They are only two games back, Bull, in, in their division. They could turn this around. These guys they could go to the playoffs. They have the same record that we do. Off the leash. I bought it. Uh, it's a knockoff version, not the original, obviously. Oh, it doesn't come fit on. pretty well. It's from China. But at the same time, I'm Baker, saying, baby. Well, You're like, a 13-point underdog yeah. in that game, by the way. How much was it? A dollar? Let me tell y'all, man. You know, see, this is there's levels to this. I always bring it up, man. See, I love the fact that when Mike wears a bandana, mm-hmm. yeah. that's just, oh, he just, maybe he went to sweat over his eyes. If I wear the bandana, I got to talk to OG over here. Now, now listen, I hope you're not affiliated. <laughs> right. right. You're doing something to the No unity. one thinks Don't I'm in a gang. It. I'm a baker, bro. <laughs> I'm clearly a baker, bro. Look, you come here to bat. Look, look, look. You, hey, yeah, let me, don't do it. Hey, let me talk. Don't do it, cheap boy. Hey, let me. Hey, you got a flat. When you start getting look, flat. Look, you've been co-opted, huh? Yeah, look, you've been co-opted, huh? <laughs> Hell no. They don't let me wear visors, bandanas, hats, do-rags, none of that. My, my, see, my, see my, my people's, all my elders was in the civil rights. They be like, you're not going to start anything here. What are we doing? It's like West doing? 6th Street. I can wear this in there, but you can't wear one in there. That's nah, the way it works. I didn't make the rules. I hope, we get, I hope we get to my man today. Who's that? And Dominican Sue. Oh, talk oh, that. Yeah. No, that's going to be the Hold on. That's Hold on. Overtime segment today. Oh, how does that mm. not make the big rundown? We, we need people to become members for $1.99 a month. You can be a starters tier member. $4.99 a month. You could be a coaches tier member and listen to this exclusive content. We got into the Kyrie stuff last week. That was some deep stuff with Bull. 
Uh, and Brad, great conversation. We're going to get into Dominican Sioux. You want that Sioux heat? You better become a Eagles. member. Yeah. I see the Eagles didn't have a problem. None at all. None. Uh, he's a front runner, though, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, well, at some point, we most, waited so long, he's like, nah, I ain't going to Cleveland. Most, yeah. most people are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, look, if you're at his stage in the career, yeah, you don't have to. you're chasing a ring. Right. Well, you're you chasing a ring. No, I don't blame him at all. <laughs> and not. I figured he would wait half the season to see what we because that's all he's got left in him at this yeah, point. Then I saw Tyvis, he can go hard, and he can be a difference maker in Philadelphia. Tyvis made some comments yesterday about professional sports and athletes in Cleveland. I want We're going to talk about that today. Yes, How about right. free agents? Now, that yeah. was in the text. That was a scintillating text conversation. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. We'll but I learned a lot. He asserted that, um, and, and he's talked to. And it's absolutely true. It is true. Exactly. I've talked to athletes it's as well. Absolutely true. And People don't want to come here. Stigma. They don't want to be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Free agents. Big name free agents. Big name free don't want to come here. It's a, and you got to pay them more than you'd like to if you get a, if you I don't do even get think, Mike, I don't think it's pay. Yeah. No. no. Uh-uh. If all the, things were equal, they're, they're not going to choose. But don't y'all feel like it was changing, though? It was. I feel it was with LeBron. Like when they got Odell Beckham Jr., we we just thought that was just even though it was a trade. The, the, yeah. We, we said, well, look, he he didn't have a choice, but we took it anyway. We start seeing names stack up a little bit. So the problem is, what happens is, okay, they break it up. O, OBJ comes here, and then ultimately something bad happens yeah. to those people. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they leave here. Yeah. OBJ the, didn't have a good experience. And then uh, and the rest of the people leave here, and then it's the rest of the people that watch it say, I'm not going over there. It's the even, same old thing going over. Even here, the right? way Jarvis Landry left a little bit. Like we. I loved them for the first what three years. Yeah, but it just got to the last one where it was like I even see people be like, "Oh, we gotta get rid of Jarvis," and I was just like, "Dang!" Like even him. Don't like, you think though it can turn around quickly in the same way that you said it was after that after that playoff appearance after we won that playoff game, you know? And Odell's willing to come here. Other people are. I think that that memory is short. And if we won games and if we won consistently, see, we just haven't had that much oh, of an opportunity to test this theory because we don't win you consistently. Have have, you have to have a magnet to this. To, uh, to circumvent the, the reception that's out here. Right. It's why people go to Jackson State because Deion Sanders is there. He only needs, reason. He's rewriting the reception. The only reason. Right. That's yeah. why. Right. I think so the you, test until, case. Until you yeah. get that. Right. It's Watson. The, well, the test case in this experience. Well, Watson well, was well, so much more money than well, anybody well, yes. else. But a guaranteed tip. But if he comes it, back it, and does well, people will say, oh, I'll go there now because he, he'll yeah, do that. If they're winning. But, you know, yeah. the test case here is Green Bay. Green Bay has has been successful in our lifetime. Yes. I I don't know where the free eight are are they lining up to go there. I remember one time Reggie White said that God God told them to go. That's why Aaron Rodgers is so upset. He wants them to spend more money in free agency. But it's Green Bay Bay. continues to say we're we know free agents aren't going to come here. We're not going to pay the premium. We need to get them there. We're going to go through the draft. Exactly. And I remember there was a, a piece. I would say it was probably 10 to 15 years ago now that ESPN the magazine did this big expose about how blacks didn't want to go there because nobody could cut their hair. Right, right, this is right, a true story. Right, right. They had to go to Milwaukee or Chicago yeah, to get that's crazy. the haircuts they wanted they because it's Green Bay. That's crazy. And so now I'm not saying Cleveland's Green Bay. It certainly is no, not. No, no. But it's that same sort of cold weather. Why would I want to be there well, mentality? And I, it's, I, I, it's I, tough. I, I, and I've told you guys before. I mean, Charles Oak and I used to be arguing on the Bulls private plane with the other Bull players about going to Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. They had a perception of what Cleveland was and we didn't like it at all, right? <laughs> and so we were going to straighten you out one by one from Jordan on down 
about this place, right? And it's because the perception they have of it, it's the stuff you see on TV and media, Cleveland, you look at this history, sports I here. I remember it's, being on fire. It's, it's all know. bad. No. I'm not going over there, right? Every time I and come here, the sky, come... the, 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 uh, the sky is closed. You come here in the wintertime, very rarely sunshine. It's gloomy. It's gloomy. It's it's gloomy. And guys, people don't come to Cleveland on vacation, right? Like, it's not a place. No. No. It's not, not a, a vacation not a destination. destination. It's not a city that a lot of outsiders move to. And so people don't know it. I mean, before I moved to Cleveland, I'd never been here. When I got my job in Cleveland in 2011, and when from when I first got offered a job in Cleveland, my first thought was Cleveland, like because you hear things and whatever. And then when I actually spoke to people who had actually lived here, I had a totally different impression of the place because everybody I spoke to that I happened to know three or four people that had either were from here or lived here, they were like, "Oh yeah, Cleveland's great. It's great." And now I know from living here a decade plus that it is great, but. If you've never lived here, the perception is it's not a great place, you know, and it's not True. just the weather. Yeah, the weather sucks, but the weather sucks in Chicago and people want to be in Chicago. And I'm not saying Cleveland is not doesn't have as many things to do as Chicago, but anybody that's lived here for any period of time will realize it's a great place to live for a lot of reasons. There may be less exciting things to do overall than some bigger cities, but cost of living's better, commuting's better. There's a lot of positive things about Cleveland, but if you don't know it and if you've never been here, you're then right. you're going to think bad things about it. That's true. All right, let's tease what's coming up on today's show. DeQuell Jackson's going to be here. We're doing no fence riders. That's always fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're also doing pre-written headlines. And I don't know what the gist of Know Your Enemy is, but we've got a new Mike Polk segment called Know Your Enemy. It's going to fill you in a little bit about Buffalo, why you should hate him. Is it going to be fun? I don't know. It usually right. is. Right. We usually bring the heat on these things. Right. Yeah, we'll, we'll why see. we should hate Buffalo. Yep. Why enemy. you should hate Buffalo. Okay, very good. Um, I'm looking forward to pre-written headlines. That mm-hmm. should be interesting. Obviously, the big story is the game is no longer going to be played in Buffalo. It's going to be in Detroit. Bull, you had some pretty strong thoughts on this move and the reaction to it on the morning call this morning. So I'll let you start. What, um, Thank you, what do you think about it? Well, I, 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 first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm always annoyed with like this started with, with the Yankees Guardians rain. Fans are so paranoid. Like if we want people to like Cleveland more, we can't be paranoid that everything is an attack at Cleveland. Uh, the NFL is not cheating for Cleveland to move this game to Detroit. I understand the line went up. This is an all-time snowstorm, okay? I don't even know if the Bills are going to be able to play in this game because, I mean, they will probably, but they, they're going to have a hard time. I don't know why they haven't left Buffalo already, but, like, fans getting all worked up. This is unfair. Like, people's <coughs> lives are going to be in line. They're going to lose power. Like, this, this is a uh, uh, an emergency in Buffalo. They can't be worried about playing a football game there. When every when all hands on deck in terms of city workers are going to have to be trying to you know get rid of snow and protect people and save people in the city, they can't be worrying about a football game. So it's to, for fans to make this about picking on the Browns is is really ignorant and stupid. I, it's just ridiculous. I, the, the thing I don't get about a bull is, and I mentioned this already, but it essentially come becomes an easier home game for the Browns. Exactly. Than yes. for the Bills, so I don't know why anyone would think that the NFL's taking a shot at Cleveland by doing Buffalo a favor and stealing a game that would have the Bills Mafia home crowd and putting it in Detroit, where I don't know what the crowd's going to be. I'm fascinated to see when I turn on the TV which yeah. fan base is bigger, but I would guess it would be Cleveland just because Definitely. it's a three-hour drive for us, and it's going to be tough for folks to get out of Buffalo. Right. Yeah, but they yes. have a winning. They, you know, they have a they have a. Fervid fan bases, you know. They do. I mean, I, I just don't feel good too. it is. It is damn good, but we're also a little behind this season, and they yeah. are not. They still have a lot more hope than we do. Facts. That's another thing. And 
I just don't see that a fan base that is sort of celebrated for its willingness to throw each other through tables off of the tops of cars <laughs> is going to let a couple of feet of snow stop them from driving through those terrible conditions it, to Detroit. So I don't know how much safer it's going to be for the fans because they're all going to be leaving and probably driving further than they would have otherwise to go and see their football team, many of them. So I, I say this, that uh, if, I, if I can take the temperature of the people I've just talked to in the last 24 hours, there are a lot of people from Cleveland trying to figure out how to get to Detroit here, right? Because one, they figure out that it's close. Sure. They figure out that the, 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 there's an understanding or hope, hope that it's the, cheaper the too. tickets are going to be cheaper. To your point earlier, Jay, I don't have to go down and stay overnight. I can jump up and mm -hmm. jump back in the same day. No problem. And I'm going to be in a climate control facility. I'm not going to be sitting outside here, right? Then if I want to go down and do some gambling, do some other things, I can do that too and then get back and be on work on Monday. Shout right. out to Greek time. Right, right. And so <laughs> this, this, this is the story, right? But I would just tell you, if you're living in, in Buffalo, as, as a person who, when, when a major snowstorm comes down, you ain't getting out of Buffalo. Nobody leaving out there. It'd be tough. It'd be tough. So six, if they if they do if so they indeed get the if six the Browns feet, fans are nationwide as we know they are, right? Yeah, it's gonna be a decent Browns crowds in that in that stadium tomorrow. I it, would think. I mean, on it, Sunday, I would think. I mean, I could be surprised, but I would think. There's here's two things. Here's what they could do to remedy all this moving around, and it's just crazy to, that we live in 2022, and these dudes is is richer than the the 12 disciples. These dudes got money. Like, why would you, and they should have learned from the COVID thing. Why do they not have a facility? Every NFL team, if you want a team, has to have a NFL campus, so to speak, where it is a five-star hotel that accommodates players and their families in the case of any inclement weather or in the case of pandemics. They just peep, you, you bring your people, your, your people say, I, don't, I, I need to go home, got wife and kids. No, no, no. We got living facilities in here where we got chefs. We got the whole gambit. Your kids come in, your wife comes in. If they want to be at the game and you put them up in a, this facility and in, in an off season, you could turn that into a five star hotel where it's owned by the team. I'm sure you could do some things and a lot of, you know, season ticket holders would, would want to go there. I just don't understand why a cold weather teams ever in their live lives don't have retractable roofs. If you're Buffalo, I would tell well, them. Money. I, well, they got money. They got the, the. They get billions. But don't you know the deal? The owners want the taxpayers to pay. Right. Yeah, that's our problem. But man. boy, I, well, here's Buffalo's new stadium is a 1.4 billion dollar stadium. No roof. 850 million dollars of that is coming from taxpayers. And yeah. no roof. And no, no roof. roof. Come Awful. on, bro. And but yet and still, you mad because you losing revenue. Because we got to move it to Detroit. Well, well, so here, be clear. Some people, you know, to Jay's point, some of it is money because that happened at Brown Stadium when they were first building Brown Stadium sure. back here, right? And it, the community never really had a debate. Right. Do we want the roof or don't we, right? Mm -hmm. They saw the price tag and we'll just, you know, we'll yeah. It's like when you're shopping on, for a on, car. On the roof. You know, do but you some, need the leather heated seats? Some, well, right. Come with I, the sh price. I sure some, do. Some, <laughs> some places, but you got to have a debate. I some places <laughs> want to have it outside. I like Minnesota was in the dome. Like like Minnesota, uh, Golden, the Golden Gophers mm -hmm. were playing inside the Metrodome back sure. in the day, right? Well, when they built their new stadium, they don't want to be in the dome. Mm. They won't be outside. Complain right? about elements. They want the outside. It's like Green Bay. They won't be outside. Right? So, now I don't want to be outside. Mm -hmm. But right, and in truth, we're maybe overreacting a bit 
Big in, time. We have outside stadiums in cold weather cities. Mm. This is a very rare occurrence. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen very often. Now, if it happened three times a year or even once a year, then you might want to consider throwing a lid on it and just paying the extra price. I wouldn't move it's the game. It's the first time an NFL game's been moved since 2014. Right? I wouldn't move so the first thing. time in eight years. No. And, and, and prior to that, I don't know when it happened before that. I think 2005. It, it may have been um, for, for weather. I do remember games being moved because of hurricanes, yes. if I'm not that, mistaken. That, that's different. That's for, a different for story. weather-specific right. related issues. For, for snow, snow games. Or, snow yeah. games, right. I, I would, snow. I would, I would, Hurricane is weather. <laughs> It's no, I know it is, but I think right now the discussion is more. He's talking about snow. snowstorms. It's yeah. the first time since eight years. Hurricanes, to me, are natural disasters. Yeah. So it's a little different. For me, I wouldn't move none of this. I wouldn't move this. I, if you have can, to, G. If the fans, a, a, an emergency in the city. They if the fans, if the fans, I mean, these dudes, you, you do know they played in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me they're in a national emergency. G, it's too dangerous. Well, clean I, up, mean, I mean, who's COVID, cleaning up the stadium? They, they were playing football games with COVID. No, I know, but so, gee, so, gee, so, the so, point so, that Bull's making, and right. it's, a, it's a very valid point. It's a safety issue. Uh, you could have 500 workers in right. that stadium with issue. snowblowers trying to get the seats ready and keep clear the field. Yeah. You can do that with a foot of snow. Right. You might be able to do that with it's 18 a, inches it, of it's snow. It's four to six feet of snow. But if you get four to six feet of snow, yeah. There's nowhere for that snow to go. Right. Not just that. If, you know, all those keep snowing. You got that kind of depth around you. You got emergencies going on in there. People have a heart yes. attack. Yeah, the ambulance bit, can't a, get in. A you know, they're guided. So they got to take all that stuff into consideration. And, I get and the, that. And they, I do know. I, I want to hear this. Uh, and Adam, I want you to tell me this. I don't think that yeah. it's a conspiracy. I don't no. that the Browns, no. you know, I think that I think they're doing this no. for what they consider to be sensible reasons. Right. But it is at a football disadvantage to the Browns in a way, isn't it, Adam? I mean, Vegas – now, I agree with Jay that I think it's it's mixed because I, I, I think it's a, it becomes – I think it will be a home field advantage for the Browns. At the very least, it'll be neutral, which it would not have been in Buffalo. Right. However, it is a ben- – the Bills, even though the Browns' run defense is terrible and most teams have tried to run it, the Bills' identity is all about throwing the ball. And I'm not sure they're – you know, and Josh Allen with his injury, it's probably an advantage for him. And, the, and Vegas thinks it is an advantage. Because the line went up a point and a half or two points in favor of the Bills, and the over/under went up eight points in this game, yeah. which you can totally. To the game I thought that was track. one of our best, uh, like one of our best things we had going for us was the fact that this yeah. was going to be an, uh, just an absolute disaster environmentally. I, I felt said like yesterday, and I agreed with you. They're, they would lose if they played this game on the face of the moon. Mm-hmm. They would lose if they yeah. played this game in Buffalo. They would lose if they played this game in Detroit. In Arctic, I think the gap matter. between the Bills yeah. and the Browns is significant. Yes, it would take an effort like the Browns put forth against Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yes, and it would take an effort by the Bills that and when you look at their losses. They haven't had a collapse, really. Right. You know, they they got. I, I thought they got out schemed by Miami. Yeah. Um, they controlled the ball. They controlled the game. They did everything they could, but they just came up on the wrong side. But based on our teams, if you had your choice between having our run-based team with our backup quarterback Clearly running right. in slop, Clearly or right. having yes. him right. or having Josh Allen, a dinged-up quarterback who loves to throw and can throw very yes. well, trying to throw sure. in a blizzard, I would prefer to be playing in terrible and, weather. And that's the smart play, and that's why the, the that's why the gap and the point spread went up. I want to go back to I want, I want to go back to what G said on on the snow but why they don't do it. G in any municipality, when you get a, above a certain number amount of snow, it's just it's going to come to a stop. It was like when we got this 20 inches last year. Right. I, I don't care where you were. There's nowhere to move it to. 
I mean, everybody's going to be in lockdown. I'm just going to try to carve you a two-lane road to get out of here. Yeah. But it's going to be some days here. Now, when you're talking mm. about four to six feet, oh, that thing. And it, for those who don't know, live in Buffalo, Buffalo's like at the end of the wind tunnel. So if, if you got Lake of the Effect snow coming off Lake Erie, <laughs> that's where it's going to go. Yeah. That wind swirl across Lake Erie is going to head straight to Buffalo. And when Buffalo get hit, I, I had to learn this. Buffalo's not going to get the whole city's not going to get hit. It's going to be a swap of Buffalo sure. that gets the gets buried. So right. this this is for bull. This is for bull. See how I'm going to yeah. show you something right here. This is how you you can see. And you guys were right. You guys thought about that a little more. You guys are right. They probably should postpone the game. Oh, I see. You see how that He's works? He's showing yeah. how he learned from listening. That's <laughs> yeah. what he was showing you, Bull. Yeah, there you go. Did yeah, you, you, see you, that? you were right, Bull. You, 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 you. Bad I job out of me. Send that girl. Send no, that girl. Send that girl. I wish yeah. he was on that's camera when he said it, though. Send that take your girl to DC. Yeah, let's see. Let's see if she can learn something. You know what? You guys are right. You know, my better judgment. That's why you got good people around. America, when you listen and you're willing to accept. Love it. They, that's wonderful, G. Thank yeah, you for well saying done. that. You saved job lives in Buffalo too. Um, let's go I to agree. let's go to no fence riders because we've got a lot of questions today, don't it we? It is time. We have six questions. Dequell's gonna hop in when he's ready. All right, great. And we only have one unanimous this time. Now, granted, for the people out there, we asked this questions on Wednesday before we knew the game was getting moved. So yeah. some of the Everything's answers may change. Changed. But either way, <laughs> let's get into it. Question number one. For the first time this season, will the Browns force multiple turnovers in a game against the Bills? <laughs> this was a split 3-3 choice. Bull, you're up first. Uh, I, I think I said they would, right? Or you, you did put, say you yes. I guess you don't remember what you, you said. So we'll show the no? answer, then we'll let Bull go. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Bull, Poke, and Tyvis said yes. Brad, JG yeah. said no. Listen, I get it. G and J, uh, I get how you guys feel about the Browns. And in reality, yes, the Bills should kick the Browns' ass. But as we all know, in the NFL, this is not college football where, like, you know for sure Maryland won't beat Ohio State. In the NFL, every week there's one game where a, a team that you, don't, you, you can't imagine winning wins. I'm not saying the Browns are going to win. I think the game's actually going to be a good game and be close, but I think the Bills will, will win. But I think the Browns could cover the spread. But I, Josh Allen lately has been extremely turnover prone. And unlike most teams against the Browns, I don't think the Bills will commit to running the ball. And so I think Josh Allen, who's thrown, I think, five, six picks in the last three games, will make some mistakes in this game. I think, you know, he's not 100%. He's not playing quite as well. And I think he'll make some mistakes, and the Browns will do what they normally don't and get some turnovers. Yeah, this one was tough for me because history this year tells me the Browns just don't force turnovers. They don't, period. They haven't all year. It's been their mantra. But to Bull's point, and I don't ever remember Josh Allen being this interception prone, and it might be because of the injury. He's, you know, we saw it last year with Baker. His mind knows that his arm can typically make that throw, but he can't because he has limitations. And I wonder if that's why we're seeing interceptions from Josh Allen. He, his mind knows that when his arm is right, he can put the ball where he needs to, but his arm isn't right, and his mind hasn't caught up to his arm yet. So I, I just kind of played the percentages and said this isn't a team that forces turnovers. Yeah. They don't blitz. They don't force quarterbacks into mistakes. They sit back and wait for them to come to them, and so far they haven't. Yeah, you know, it, it's not that they don't have, and I think people got to get this, it's not that they don't have some pieces and parts that could affect turnovers if they were deployed the correct way as constituted as the defense is, is called 
this is by this is by uh, a plan. They don't bring the heat. They don't bring the pressure, and, and that's because they are trying to minimize mistakes and errors rather than accentuate and force those turnovers because they don't have uh, trust in the scheme. They don't have trust in the players, and they don't have trust that they can execute that at a high level against a guy like Josh Allen. So the plan is, all right, well, let them walk the ball up the field, 12, 13 plays, and hopefully they get a false start. They get a holding. Maybe mm. we get it off pass interference. Maybe they get something, and then all of a sudden it derails and, and installs the drive. They got a punt. But that's that's the the classical bend but don't break. I thought I I made that call when with the weather. I thought that might play in a, have an effect on right. it. I mean, and I would I would probably change that now, but I don't. I, it wouldn't surprise me if it pops something loose. But I'm, I would not make that same bet. I thought it was. I mean, we we're supposed yeah. to have atrocious yeah. weather. And yeah. Thought yeah. maybe that would affect it. So, but yeah, I now would be on the other side of that fence. I, and I'm 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 like Jay. I mean, at this point, see, you are who you are, right? You're not going to turn the ball. Yep. I mean, you're not going to create turnovers. You just don't, right? So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to ride with it. Because every time I, I, I think you're about to change, you always revert back to who you are, right? I thought yeah. we were, I thought we were going to run the ball. Then we went back to 11 carries for my best guy again. Yeah. I don't care if we was down a bunch of points. We don't commit to nothing. So, we're not committing to being no blitzing crew, mm-hmm. no, nobody playing on the edge, nobody taking chances. That's just not They're letting are. the game come to them yeah. mm-hmm. on defense instead of and that's how you, forcing That's how you get dictated to the all the time. You sit back yeah. and wait. Okay, you just jump in the car. Ride. Got it. All right. Yeah. All right, number two. Number two, Brad, you're going to start on this one because you got the last word on the last one. Will Nick Chubb have more rushing yards than Stephon Diggs has receiving yards? It was once again a 3-3 split. Tyvis Bowling, Brad said yes. Polk J and G said no. Brad, you're up first. So the Bills air it out. Now we're going to the dome, right? If to think that Josh Allen's not going to air it out, and Stephon Diggs is a player. So so DeQuil can attest to this. The Maryland man, he's a he he gonna get numbers. That's what he does. Get numbers. And he likes to get numbers on people, right? So, so, so all our DBs waiting in the wings, you about to see the real one. He the real one, right? And, and Josh Allen's not afraid to sling it. So if it gets going up in, in Ford Field, you're going to be looking at some massive numbers. And I don't think that if the Browns get down, they're going to commit to running Nick Chubb. Well, we know that. I thought Brad was on this side. I thought Brad was on the side with us there, wasn't he, Mike? No, I'm, on the, I'm, on the, he's, uh, I'm on the no side. Yeah. Oh. No, Chubb oh, will man. not get the yards. Right. Well, right. Brad did say yes, but I guess he's changing his answer. <laughs> no, now. I thought I was on the no side. <laughs> so you're on the you're on the yes side. Can you put the graphic back, back up? Again? Yeah, we'll, we'll run it back, run it back, Brad. And I, I just checked the text. You did say yes here. <laughs> well, but I like how Brad's flexible uh, enough to change oh his answer yeah. on the fly because you know the game got moved from us. You don't work every day, buddy. He convinced me. He convinced me because that's exactly why I said he wouldn't. But. Uh, so, so someone who thinks that Chubb will, and I guess I think, Bull, you were in there. Tell Bull, us why. you go, yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think uh, Stephon Diggs is gonna have a big game. He always does. I think both guys will have big games. I got uh, Nick Chubb with 129 rushing yards, and Stephon Diggs with 121 receiving yards. How many? Both carries, big Bull? numbers. It's a toss-up, but uh, I think both guys will do well. I love how specific uh, those numbers are. Yeah, one, hey, yes, one, yeah, how, many, how many carries for Chubb? Uh, probably 15, 16 in this game. Is my thought. Wow, that's a big average. Guaranteed loss. That's over seven yards per carry average. He's gonna, he's gonna have off. a yeah. I think he's gonna have a couple of big games. I mean, the Browns hand the ball to running backs more than any other team in the NFL. Well, so aren't you worried <laughs> though? Um, <laughs> are, that. That's aren't a fact. you? 
Aren't you worried? Well, yeah. Hey, I, hey McNuggets. No, no, no. Stop, stop. Not get into it. Not get into it. Fact. Next question. Stating a fact. Question three. Question three. Ask Bull how many carries. Question number three. Steve, take it. Ask Bull how many more carries Derrick Henry has than Nick Chubb. I promise. That's because Derrick Henry doesn't have a second back. No, no, no. I promise McNuggets we wouldn't go there. Will Jacoby Brissett attempt 29 or more passes versus Buffalo? Only one person said yes. This is when the game was being played outdoors, and that was G. Bush. Yeah, I would change that now. Who else would change it? Let's I go would. with that. I Jay, would you would mine. change it. Yeah, I Polk would. would change it. Brad? You think you're going to have more than 29 passes? Oh, yeah, because oh, I yeah. think they're going to oh, fall yeah. behind big oh, early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's that's mm-hmm. the same reason oh, yeah. I didn't think Chubb oh, yeah. would have more yeah. rushing yards than then go back. Interceptions here, count here. as passes. Right? I don't think I'll have a 29 pass. <laughs> they do. Yeah, I don't okay, care. Right, I don't yeah. care if it's inside, mine. outside. 38 but, but you Go back to that graphic, McNuggets, when you had Allen versus Jacoby Brissett. Allen versus and Brissett. I like Brissett. 81 Steve. Just, just, just look at this, this graphic. I looked at it when it was on the screen, right? This yeah. is going to be the killer, right? This you know it's good when he says, I like Brissett. And I like Brissett. Yeah, I like before, that's so. how you stack before you stack. Uh-huh. No disrespect. So they all, 64%. They got 64% completion, right? Right. Look at the yards. So does Brissett. Look, big the gap, completion percentage is almost no difference. That's yeah, pretty impressive. Look at the team, but look at the look at the result. Yeah, there's a distinct difference. There. <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's because they result. throw the ball Wait, a lot. That's more. a check down Charlie. You got, that's a check down Charlie right eight there. TDs. Ah, yeah. But you can see how it's ah, gonna throw 29 if they fall I, behind. Ah, Jay, I'm yeah. from a school where you go, we might get five in a game. What are you talking about? <laughs> we, got, we got eight a series. Hey, them slant and dump routes is looking good. Oh yeah. Not strong. Look at that completion. Uh, I'm reading my keys. <laughs> you guys say that. It, you guys have been whining about handing the ball. The Browns have rushing touchdowns. The Bills don't. So I don't know. They, they're not going to need them. Eight. 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 Easy touchdowns. In nine games. Hey, we, we burning it up. Those are Charlie Fry numbers. We complete 61% of our passes. Hey, hey shoot. Yep. I'm accurate as hell. You, know. uh, you guys ready for the next one? Yeah, yeah we're more than ready. Question number four. This was a four to two finale, and I felt bad asking this, but we had to. The numbers back up the validity of this question. I know. Will Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom combine for more than one pass breakup versus the Bills? I said. Gia yes. Polk said no. <laughs> Everyone else said yes. I Polk, mean, you want to start? If they don't, they, they, they yeah. They, I haven't seen it. I haven't <laughs> seen it. I just haven't seen it. We're this many games in. I haven't seen it yet. So, I mean, until I see it, I have a hard time predicting it's going to happen against one of the top three quarterbacks in the league, that that's the week it's going to happen. And until then, I hope I'm wrong, but tell me why I should. I've got a yes. I mean, he goes sling it 45 times. Yeah. I'm like, break up one. I put yeah, <laughs> two, right? This was equivalent to a, 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 a hitter that strikes out a lot. Will he at least get one foul tip? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> These were two Pass guys. breakups we were... is such a stupid stat. It is, but it is what it is, Bull. I mean, it's a stupid stat, but that they're not excelling at. Uh, we, you we... can't say it's stupid just because we don't we... get it. No, I, mean, you don't I just picks. mean it's stupid in terms of like this game. I don't know why Mike uses that as one of the things. I think it's. it's I think it's, it's to illustrate the point yeah. of how embarrassing it is yeah. that our two supposedly stud quarterbacks can't combine for something that seems like a very pedestrian it, statistic. Last week I asked Bull. Will anyone not yeah. named Miles Garrett get a sack? <laughs> yeah. And it was a very turned out to be a very valid question. Yeah. 
Like these guys, like Newsom. See, the thing is, when you watch the film, like Polk says, it's almost like this. Have you seen her? Yeah, no, we have not seen uh -huh. her. You have been nowhere near the ball. Like Newsom, the only guy that's been close is, is Emerson. That's it. Like, yeah. we got one pick from Denzel Ward, but. I mean, it seemed it would be easy for you guys to just knock the ball down once. Get a tip. How many breakups did they have last week, Mike? Did those guys have one? any last week? One. I will tell you right now, bad. and as I'm pulling up the stat, we're going to bring Dequell in for the last two questions here. What's up, Dequell? Yeah. Long time no see, man. How you been? Hey, what's up? Thank you. Good, good. What's up, fellas? Boy. Oh, hey, Dequell. Maryland out. Hey. Oh, I'm wearing all my Maryland stuff for Brad. <laughs> I had mine all last week, bro. I was with you. <laughs> Wait, Dequell, we got to talk here, about man. something hey, here. Hey. You know, you know what's happening up in the little stadium tomorrow. Do you know? No, don't worry Do about you know what's happening. Cheyenne's got tickets for you for the uh, women's games when you want to no, go no, to the Maryland game. Don't worry about that. This is going to be a good screen tomorrow. I'm not bro. going to see that blowout in person. Don't worry about it. I'm not bro. going to see that blowout in person. It ain't nothing personal. I love the Terps. I respect the bravery of the representation. Well, you're having surgery for torn Achilles. Yeah, I am. Unfortunately, I am. On mon Monday morning, I'm having surgery for. I tore my Achilles playing neighborhood basketball. I heard uh, oh. with some guys and Brad. It, man, it was so embarrassing. Oh, oh my god! Go, well. Now I, I partially <laughs> tore my uh, Achilles getting out of a bathtub. Right? <laughs> Look, I got my. Oh, oh, you can actually see. It. Oh, let me get those out. Well, Twelve. Oh. have you ever turned your torn your Achilles before? No, never. I've never had any issues. I mean, I've sprained my ankle when I played, yeah. things like that, but nothing, nothing this serious. And oh, I knew right God. away when I did it. You knew what I was jogging. How did it happen? So, you know, this is probably about the fourth or fifth week. Every Tuesday around eight o'clock, a bunch of guys from the neighborhood will go over a guy's house. He has a gym, and we'll get after it. It's some guys played in college, but some guys aren't so good. But uh, either way, man. yeah, it's, it's, he's a developer. He's a, it, it's another story. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Listen, okay. don't, don't, don't worry about this. Keep telling you. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. We're just impressed by you. We're just impressed I'm by your friends. I'm, I'm with you. I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, okay, Brad, you're with me. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to that, G. We'll, we'll get, get back, back to that, G. later. <laughs> yeah. We'll bring him we'll so, up to speed so, later. <laughs> yeah, so... So one of the guys, you know, we're, we're winning the game. We'll, we'll go to, we play the seven, you know, all ones or what yeah. have you. And, uh, you know, normally, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very competitive guy. So when I show up, I'm not trying to lose. So I probably <laughs> lost like twice in like five weeks. Right. Oh, okay. So anyway, um, you know, one of the teammates, he makes a bucket. I'm jogging back to get ready to play defense. My guy has the ball in his okay. hand. I I'm get ready to this. like, you know, play defense and all of a sudden, I see, uh, I turn around, I feel this like, what like feels pop, like I- Like I, a pop in your ankle. Pop. Like yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't hear a pop, but I yeah. felt like someone kicked me in the ankle. Yeah, like so I kicked you, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I turned to my teammate, I'm like, his name is Ryan. I'm like, Ryan, you did me? you you kick me? He was like, no. I was like, no, dude, it felt like you someone just kicked me. Right and there. he was like, no, I didn't touch you. And I, <laughs> I took one step and immediately yeah, I knew right away I had torn probably it. probably hanging. Yep. Did oh you tear yours, Brad? Brad, you've torn Achilles? No, but I've seen it. I, I remember when Dominique Wilkins tore his. He was just yeah. running down the court and just, well, whoop, yeah, Let me so advise heard... you, Well, What's that? Let me advise you. As someone, I, obviously, you're in much better shape than I am. But I still, I tore that. my Achilles when I was about you. What, what, how old are you now? 39. Okay, I was, f I think, 41 when I tore my Achilles. Mm. And my, my advice would be, and it'll be easier for you than me, because you're obviously an athlete. I'm not. 
is get out of the boot as soon as you because they're gonna put they're gonna do the surgery right then they can probably put you in a cast for a couple of weeks and then you go in the boot yep. forever for a while yep i would say try to get out of the boot as soon as you can and start working okay. on uh getting that like flexibility your, your whole leg is going to shrink you're, when you get out of that boot you're going to look at the difference between your your calves between your two legs maybe it won't uh, be as dramatic for you because you're, you're in good shape but I'm tell I'm thinking because you're not gonna use that yeah. calf at all for months, and so right. you got to build, start building that calf up. And it's even for an athlete, it's a hard muscle to kind of rebuild. So you got to right. get a- after it like huge. Because I didn't do good enough job, and my ten years later, my oh, one calf is still significantly smaller than the other. Oh, I'm not. Doctor Bull has spoken. Hey. So yeah, before we get back to the game, Dequel, we'll end this on a good note. You want to tell everyone what you texted me after you told me what happened? No, I, I can't remember. What, what did I text you? Was, uh, I talking, was I talking crap? Yeah, you're like, yeah, I told my kids I still beat your ass on one leg. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys oh, yeah. can't play basketball now. I wanted you to say it. I remember what I said. <laughs> I know you did. I actually found uh, I, I got a story for – Well, I'll just tell it now. I got invited to play in a, 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 the Hillcrest YMCA pickup, Brad. Chris says he knows you from the Hillcrest bragging. YMCA. Oh, uh, I'll uh, say it again. The pickup. Chris from the Hillcrest Y. He, is oh, yeah, Chris from the Hillcrest Y, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so, you playing in that league now? I, I got invited <laughs> the only white dude there yesterday. That's all right. So. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite the run. All right, we got two questions left. Well, we're going to start with you. We'll go around the panel after. I sent you the questions. This is question five. Okay, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look at them. Will okay. Donovan Peoples-Jones have more receiving yards than Gabe Davis on Sunday? Dequel, yes or no? Yes or no? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with yes. I think uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, given the opportunity, I think he should be featured more. The guy is make, making some big-time plays and big moments for this team. I think he should be getting the ball a lot more and should be a focal point. Yes, I do think so. Well, I'm glad you said yes because literally everyone else in the panel said no. No, said no. Oh, man. Well, and well, we, we're, we're saying no for the same reason. Eight TDs and five interceptions. <laughs> that has nothing to do with this. Nine games. <laughs> and you, and you, and, and Dequan, you know you know what happens if, if, if Stefanski starts seeing that his number's creeping up. Oh, hell no. We got to hold you back, dog. You can't be running around here Put with the coat on. <laughs> hit the back. Hey, you, you on a pitch. Excelling. You on a pitch count, too. You only get four touches a game. Target, dog. Anymore, Mike. Hey, Mike, I'm changing cheddar. my answer because of the weather. <laughs> You're changing your answer because of the weather? I'm yeah. Cha- yeah, because it, because I thought the Bills would still throw the ball in the snow and the Browns wouldn't as much. But in the dome, I say mm-hmm. Donovan Peoples Jones and Gabriel Davis have basically the same amount of receiving yards on the season. Uh, I think that Gabriel Davis maybe has 20 more yards in the year. So I, I'm going to go with DPJ. I think he's going to have a good game this week. I'm going with him over Gabriel Davis. So I'm switching, you know, now that. All it's right, there we go. And can we talk about this snow game for a second? I, I, yeah. Man. I mean, I, I get it. Two, two to four feet of snow, that's you're putting a lot of people in harm's way. But, man, I was looking forward yeah. to, to watching a game, that snow game between those two guys, those two teams. Because in two, what, 2007? Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Dude, in 2007. It would have been, been cool. We ain't talking about two to four, bro. Four to six, bro. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's a difference. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, you can't put people in harm's way. But I would have loved to see – both of these teams, the way the Browns uh, play offense, the way they run the ball, yeah, would have been fun. that to me would have been a huge advantage yeah. for the Browns. 
But now they could, they could, the they could have forsaken the tickets and not made any money in Buffalo and just cleared the field. Yeah, they could have done that. They oh, the NFL is going to make money. Oh, yeah, they're, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. They're not in this for charity. Yeah, they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. They <laughs> thought about that for an eighth You're of a second. You're cutting it to the bottom line <laughs> like, here, no, bro. No, 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 no. We'll play this game on the moon before we play. <laughs> they say, oh, we have an open stadium in Detroit. That is just Go ahead. I just remember 2007, we played Buffalo in Cleveland, and it was probably one of the best experiences playing yep. football with all the snow. I mean, I think we won like nine, nine to three, nine, nine nothing, six. something like nine, six. I mean, it was yep. one of those games you couldn't, it was okay to miss a tackle. Guys were sliding around, laughing, kicking on both sides of the ball. It was a, a, a really dope experience, but fortunately, We'll have to I, see I, this explosion of the Bills offense in the I hate, dome I hate in to Detroit. Bring, I hate to bring this up, but one of the most snow, most memorable snow games I remember when OJ ran for two thousand. Mm. That was in the oh, snow. He yeah. went over two thousand. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was in that was in the snow. By the way, by the way, mm. I had to go back and do the research. I bet mean, OJ was good, bro. What? I had to go back. I'm the propaganda. You know they you know when they cancel you, they strike you from the records. You know, you it's hard to find <laughs> film on the brother. You be like, oh uh-uh. how'd you think he get cast in the naked gun? Uh, bro, I, you got if he was lousy. I, that, that's I mean, why, that's Gee, why you I say own. you say they canceled him as if he said something inappropriate. The guy <laughs> murdered his wife. <laughs> you can't kill anybody. I, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. I mean, it's the first. I mean, he was the first cancel. I didn't. Yep. You got to think. That's why I always have a problem with people when they be so passionate right. about dudes that played before you. Well, I, that's, that's why I, I hate know nothing about that. that. That's, that's why I phrase it. Say he canceled himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why, why, well, that's he canceled two people. That's why I hate to bring up at least two people. OJ's name. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. If he did. That was in the snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Call, I, I have a question about that 2007 game, though. I saw pictures of Joe Thomas. He didn't wear sleeves. Did you wear sleeves in the game? And what's your take on offensive linemen who refuse to wear any type of sleeves or uh, protective warmth when it gets down to those frigid temperatures? So I think because it was my second year, I think I did wear sleeves. Because I had to get used to the Cleveland weather, Cleveland winters. But after that, uh, I probably didn't because I just or it didn't matter. Honestly, it didn't matter whether you wore sleeves or not. No, that no, Lake no. Go back wind. to what you was about to say. What'd you do? You oiled up. What'd you say? Oh yeah, yeah. I had put all the Vaseline on, <laughs> put the Vaseline all over my chest, my arms, everywhere, oh, man, and oh. it still didn't help. <laughs> this, because we need a graphic so about only black, <laughs> only black people know. But only black <laughs> man when you was growing up and you had to walk to school and do what it was either your grandmother or your mother they got this big thing Come of Vaseline on. coming and, and they, before you walk out well, the door they, do. they say boy get over here, here. They put that Vaseline all over your face. Layers. Give me your other hand. I'm like, Mom, I I got a snowsuit on on top. And then they put that snowsuit, you start, and then if you got a little cough, they put Vicks Vapor Rub over that. And and so you you smell like a a York peppermint patty mixed with Bengay, and you get to school, and all your white friends look at you. What happened, Aaron? Are you okay? and And the old school. Cure for everything. Oh, you call, oh, give me some castor. Get that castor, castor oil. oil. Oh, there's a castor oil. That don't mix with nothing. You can put that. Look, see, no, don't do it. Don't give it 
all of, all we need, no Robitussin for us. You got an earache, they'd be like, let me warm up some sweet oil and pour it in your ear. I'm like, my ear was infected. I needed some penicillin, man, say anybody. Not man, no beeswax. Absolutely witchcraft. Vaseline did the trick, man. Vaseline did the trick. That's when I heard him say he oiled up. Oh, like, oh here it comes. Oh, but yeah. you never had yeah. chapped lips and your skin was very silky yeah. smooth. Yeah, yeah. Didn't wrinkle up when you yeah, got it. Nice and smooth. Mm-hmm. I had Booker, McFar- Booker McFarlane was on a podcast I listened to and he said the Vaseline thing. I didn't believe him. Oh, yeah. That makes no sense. Oh, yeah. That's, I guess, oh, that's I guess, for real. I guess layers of Vaseline. That's for real. Layers of Vaseline. <laughs> and you reapply it at Old school folklore. effective against COVID, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Folklore. That's, <laughs> that, that, no, that's the cast of oil. Give me, give me oil. Take care of anything. <laughs> yeah. Oil up, Gene. Hey, there's a thing called, it's a thing called liniment. JD Watkins. Oh, yeah. You, it's it's like a it's a muscle. That. I don't know. Get all that. Get all that. Hey, get if you that. know in the chat, if you know what JD Watkins is, boy, <laughs> you know how your neck gets sore after you play two days and you because you're hitting and you put get some on that. My, my grandmother <laughs> snuck in in the middle of the night. Let me just put some so of this liniment on you. It getting your muscles. That's three yeah. days. It burns for three days. Wow. Does it work though? No. No. It just burns your muscles. It, it just, just smells. It, it turned out that I had herniated discs. Yeah. They let him in here. Uh, nothing for that. Huh. That didn't work. Oh, Amazing. Amazing. One last Amazing. fence question we got to get to. <laughs> very, very last one. To quote, you can start on this. We had a 3 3 split on the panel, so you will be the determining vote in this question. Will Miles Garrett have more sacks than Josh Allen has rushing touchdowns on Sunday? Yes, that's no. a great question. That's Thank a, you. Do we have more sacks? Than Josh? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, I got to go. No, I don't think so. He hasn't. He hasn't been the Miles Garrett of, of late because we haven't had a, a a really big lead, and so we haven't been able to to use our our two dogs on the on the outside. No, I, I don't think so. I think Josh Allen's going to bounce back from all the turnovers the last two weeks. He's got something to prove. I think they're going to come out and probably take some pressure off of Josh Allen and, and this offense. Try to, even though they want to pass the ball like crazy, they're probably going to, you know, implement more of the running game, take a little bit of pressure off of Josh Allen, and get him back to rolling. I think this would be the game. They, they're looking at the Browns as if this is a this is a get back on track game in terms of uh, uh, building their confidence. But I, I don't think Miles Garrett's going to have more sacks than Josh Allen has rushing yards for sure. Let me let me ask you a question, Dequil. Uh, you you've already answered the, 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 the fence question. You got two mm. dogs on the outside that can get out there and get after, right? Yeah. So what am I missing? Because if I got these two cats that can get out here on you, right? And I don't yeah. empower them with the rest of the crew so they can get up there and do their thing and wreak havoc here. Mm-hmm. Who is that? Who's the the that defense is the, the defense. I mean, Joe Woods. The defense is stagnant. You know, they haven't done anything, you know, you can expect when you turn the tape on or when you watch the, the game on Sunday, you know where Miles Garrett is going to line up. You know where Jadavion J- Clown is going to be. Those guys are never together. They're always apart. They're always on the outside. Uh, I mean, honestly, I don't think Joe Woods is going to be around next next season. And be quite frankly, speak quite frank, the interior of this defense, yeah. man, I went back and watched out of all the D tackles we have listed that play for us, we have a total of five and six guys. We have a total of five and a half sacks. And I know sacks isn't the end all be all, but they they get thrown around. They don't. When was the last time we saw an interior defensive lineman make a play behind the line of scrimmage? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. 
It's awful. From any of the guys. So, I mean, that that's going to have an effect on the effectiveness of Miles Garrett or Jadavion Clowney. But at the end, Joe Woods has – you know what? We can't change the stripes on the team. He is who he is at this point. He's not going to change. We're in the middle of the season. He is who he is. He's not going to change things, even though everyone is – the game is very simple. You know, we if an offensive if, if uh, an offense is trying to scheme this defense, you know exactly what Miles Garrett is going to be. I rarely see him standing up, rushing over a guard, rushing over a center. I never see him in those positions, hardly ever. So you know what? It is what it is. We listen. These guys, these coaches, they feel like they know everything, and clearly, he hasn't been able to get the most potential out of this unit. Um, uh, all season long. And the only guy, in my opinion, that's really been outside of Miles Garrett when he, he has had moments has been Martin Emerson. Martin yeah. Emerson, in my opinion, has been the MVP of this defense. Wow. Not even close. There isn't a, there isn't anyone in a close second. So, um, you know, my, him and Miles Garrett, I would put those two at the top. But everyone else has been playing inconsistent football all season long. And this defense just doesn't have an answer. The way they got bullied last week, against the Miami Dolphins, that was embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. And you know what? For a defense, if you don't come to play, despite of what the offense is doing, offense is doing, you don't come to play, you're going to have a long freaking game. And well, that's you, just what I, I, did you Did you ahead. hear Did you hear anybody? Okay, you said it's embarrassing, right? So <laughs> I didn't hear anybody really bellyaching about it, right? Right. I didn't really I, get that. I heard this was, a, this was on the coaches show. Phil Brown, they got him. And this is the great thing about when you get new players in the locker room mm -hmm. because they're not indoctrinated into the rules mm -hmm. of engagement. A lot of times the rules of engagement when things is going bad is don't rock the boat. Shut up. Shut up and look, put your mm -hmm. head down. Phil mm -hmm. Brown says something that was very interesting. He said, you know, when when we talking about the team and Jacoby Brissett, he says, you know, when when we get down and we don't give the ball or we don't we can't give the ball to Kareem Hunt or or uh you, you know Nick Chubb, that it, it, it's hard for us to win games. We can't win right. games. And mm -hmm. and he's saying that like, hey, I get that you guys want to have maybe be balanced. He said, but but for us, yeah. the players on the sideline. You don't know how demoralizing it is to see guys that you know are at the top of their 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 peer Crap. groups in the league. Mm -hmm. So and you saying I got a guy like this and, and we when we down a couple of scores, all of a sudden we go away from <coughs> it, and they're like, we know what Jacoby is. We not knocking him for not being able to lead right. us back because we know he has a ceiling. But he when he talked about that and you hear Jadavia Clowney say, Well, look, at least when we get you know, uh, Deshaun Watson back in the mix. It, at that's least then we can we can come back and we can have our own whole playbook. But yeah, and I, that's I the hope. Right? Is like that's the hope. Is like Deshaun Watson will come back and, and be able to to cover up some of the the faults or some of the yeah. um, you know inconsistencies of this football team. It's not going to happen. They are who they are right now. And to your point, this team has only been able to win in one manner. That's running the football. So if you get behind two scores. Now, what do you do? You got to put the ball in Jacoby Brissett's hand. And we've seen what happened when the ball is in his hands, late game situations, critical situations. We we expect him not to make the play. That's where, that's where it's come to. So uh, that's been, that's, that is the marking, the makings of a bad, uh, not a bad football team. You can only win in one fashion. That's running a football and hopefully 
you can get some stops on the other end, which, quite frankly, they haven't done a good job of turning the ball over. I don't know what the um, turnover margin is this year, but uh, I would imagine it's not that great. It's not strong. But, you know, it's Browns? not strong. Yes, the Browns. What, what no, are the turnover margins? I think they're second to last in the league. Browns are 31st oh. in turnovers. I, I, I can name the turnovers. Are they like minus strong. five? Delpit had a pick. Ward had a pick. Uh, I don't even remember no fumble causes, no strip sacks. Miles Garrett at least had one fumble. Damian Clowney forced one against Joe Flacco. Okay. They got thought, it back, I though. Thought, I thought Miles if Garrett forced If we can sit here and, and yeah. say off the top of our That's head all of the turnovers the Browns had <laughs> <play laughs> hey, here, that explains let's do, why they're Let's do Jacoby's uh, touchdowns next. That won't take long. Well, <laughs> yeah. won't. Hey, I have a question for you, Dequell, about, about uh, Martin Emerson. How is he about doing this career. in this system in this year? He's a rookie. He's playing the same defense. Uh, yeah. He, you know, who's motivating him, or is he just that talented, or is he self-motivated, or how does somebody shine in a system like this when a defense looks this bad? You know what? You have to be. Uh, there's got to be. It's got to be the self-motivation that you know you're not playing for the playoffs. You don't have anything to play for after the season. He, he's a rookie. He's com he's coming in. He's 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 done a great job of of blocking out the outside noise and focusing in on his job at hand. And you look at some of the plays that he's been beat on, this has been contested. Every one of those catches have been contested. Mm -hmm. And that gives me a lot of confidence. If it's not contested, he's having a PBU. He's got a pass breakup. And he just seems to be at the right place at the right time. And somehow, you know what? You know, those, are, those are the type of things you can't coach. It's coming from, you know, his internal motivation of, you know, I want to be really good. I want to be a star on this defense. And you know what? Uh, hopefully he can keep that mentality moving forward. Obviously, you know, avoiding injury and things of that nature, because we all know once you be, once people start talking about you, you yeah. start reading the clippings. Yeah. It can go, it can go, go sideways. Well, let me ask you this, because I this just popped into my head really quickly. Man, I believe in a thing called promotion demotions, right? They, it, on the surface, it looked like they didn't, they bigging you up, giving you a, oh yeah, we're gonna move you over here. You're gonna be starting right over here. Case in point, if you come in as a Mike linebacker. And they tell you, oh, you're going to play the wheel for us. That's a promotion demotion for me. If I'm the Mike mm -hmm. linebacker, I'm the signal caller. I got the sticker. I feel like I'm a three-down player. But they tell you, mm, we're going to move you to wheel, and you're going to be in our nickel package. You start in the nickel package. No, that needs to be in subtitles. They confused you. You got mm -hmm. promoted but demoted. When I watched right. Martin Emerson, right, and he's a third-round pick. Fourth, third mm -hmm. or fourth, third? Third. Sure. Third, and yeah, yeah. you got Greg Newsom, right? Who's a first round pick. When they start saying, Oh, Newsom, you in the slot. I said, Hold yeah. hold on mm -hmm. now. That's a promotion demotion. Because mm -hmm. if we run in base, does that mean Newsom is playing? No. If we mm -hmm. run in, if we on goal line, does that mean Newsom is playing? No. So you got a first round pick who you using on the sneak as a substitute mm -hmm. player. He's a little yeah. smaller. He's a little big. Emerson is bigger. To me, I look at that as is that a miss? Because but that's that where that's that's how it happens, G. It's like if you're if you played on the if you started on the outside of being a number one or number two corner, and you're not playing that well, there's another guy behind you that's playing well. They want to see more of. That's the that's the order of the motion. You go to the the nickel. Now mm -hmm. you start playing in the slot, and they're going to see if you can play in the slot. And that's a much trickier. You know, situation to be in because now instead of uh, uh, being on the, uh, one one side or the other, now that slot receiver has a two way go, and it puts you in a bind. 
So the next demotion will be him probably not being here pretty soon. But yeah, that's that's the way it kind of goes. And a lot of corners who started on the outside have become very good nickelbacks yeah. if yeah. they've been a star in their role. And right now he hasn't been a star in any role uh this point this season. So uh you you're on to something right there. Those are high draft are. those are high draft picks that are not mm-hmm. panning out, which typically means <coughs> to a lot of no success for the teams that they're playing for. Well, then you look at the general manager. Now you're looking at it. You heard me say this weeks ago. Who is doing the scouting here? I am too. I am too. Who's doing the scouting here? Because at some point, the people you're bringing in here have to work out. There has to be some benefit to having these people around here. Well, Dequell, what's stunning to me is the philosophy of this football team, and I I wish they were more transparent about this, but they're not. I don't know if this comes from Dee Podesta or if this comes from Andrew Berry. But when you look at the recent draft picks, it is clear what they are prioritizing. They have zero priority on linebackers. They have zero priority on defensive interior linemen. But look at the picks that they've spent on defensive backs in the Barry era. And I don't know, is that, and you can even go back, I believe, I don't have it in front of me. You can probably go back to the John Dorsey era. I think he was heavy on defensive backs too. That's what makes me think that maybe this is coming from Paul D. Podesta. Maybe he's saying it's a passing league, and if we have good corners, we're we're well positioned to defend all of these passing teams. But the fact of the matter is this philosophy is not working, and the players that they've selected, for the most part, and I'll give them a hit on Denzel, and I'll give them a hit on Emerson, but I think the other guys, Genu all of a sudden looks like a miss. Delta yeah. looks like a miss. Greedy mm-hmm. Williams, what the hell oh, were cool. they thinking with Greedy Williams? Yeah. So right. maybe not only is their philosophy of going heavy DB flawed, but their track record of getting good players at that position is also a question. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're spot on. You, you have to. You have to. And, and what I would have loved to see was guys who were starters early in the season. If you're not playing well, you got to sit them. Even if it's not permanent for the rest of the season, it'll trickulate, permeate throughout the rest of that locker room. Right, That's sorry. what I haven't. I've been waiting weeks. to see, you know, what mm-hmm. is going on. Are we going to see a different lineup? Or, or, or how do you shake things up to get everyone's attention? For that point, when guys are underperforming, when you've invested so much into these high draft picks on the on the back end, and we all would have probably agreed before the beginning of the season, we thought that the defense would be the stronghold of this team. And unfortunately, it hasn't been by a long shot. But you were at that point where you start, you have to question all the the, the decisions that were made, whether it's um, uh, Andrew Barry or or uh, uh, the, I can't say his name right now. Paul but Podesta. I think yeah, we're at that point now where we have to, everyone's in question. Everyone's in question. What I would like to see is some bold moves made you know, you look at how, you know, uh, um, Bill Belichick has done business in the past. He sat a guy for the Super Bowl, for Christ's Crazy. sake, for whatever reason. And so probably- there needs to be big moves made to get the attention of other guys. That's the only thing you can do at this point to salvage this season to, to see what you have. Dequil, because I'm- next season, you got to be able to cut bait with some of these guys. Dequil, I've been saying this for weeks. So I want you, from a player perspective, explain to everybody else here. What, what happens inside the locker room? When you know that you're on a team and you and I as players mm-hmm. know when somebody's not performing, right? right? But there's no accountability being held for that person who's underperforming by either sitting them down, calling them out, 
what does it do to the rest of the players when you have to continually <laughs> sit here and watch a person that you know is not getting it done, right? And you out yeah. here banging your head against the wall. What will happen inside that locker room? Yeah, well, we're seeing it. You you become three and six, and you start to lose faith, and you start toning. You become tone deaf. Whatever your coordinator is talking about, whatever your head coach is talking about, there's no account. If there's no accountability there, and guys know who isn't playing, or who shouldn't be playing, or who's only playing because of their contract for for whatever reason, for money purposes, or who the you know, favorite, to, right? We got yeah, it. Who the favorite is, and you start to question the guys. <laughs> That, that leading the ship. And now you start to have this hero ball where, you know what? Screw them. This I'm guy's playing like me. crap. They're not going to sit him down. I'm going to look out for me and me only. And that's when you get a bunch of inconsistency that, you know, unfortunately you can't reel back in because you've lost the trust of the players because you haven't made a bold move. And all it takes is one, one guy. You don't have to sit five mm, or six this guys. This got one head off. <laughs> yeah, that's all you have to do to get guys' attention. You know, and, and it hasn't been done. Be and this is what though. you have. The product on the field on Sunday is a three and six product. We can only win in one fashion. That is, we, if we have a lead, if we can run the ball, we can play, hope to keep, uh, you know, cross our fingers to play great defense, hope to get some sacks, hope to get turnovers. There's a lot of, you know, oh, hope yeah. in this play where, you know, unfortunately <laughs> it becomes a bad, you're a bad football team. And now you have to start looking at the coaches and, and evaluating everyone involved with uh, this product that you're putting out on the field. And this is where and, you know, <clears throat> a lot of times I, I remember, you know, I, I was at OU and my first year we, you know, Jim Grove was there. We had what seven and four. We beat Minnesota. Um, you know, we, we beat, have to hear about it every day. Yes, we do. <laughs> and we be and we be Marshall. I'll take that. They were the greatest <laughs> thing smoking. But <clears throat> the next year we went one and ten. Uh, and uh, what happened during, <laughs> during well, our coach w w went to Wake Forest and he left and Wake Forest ended up winning a championship a couple years in the, in the ACC. We got left with our defensive coordinator um, who was a head Matt coach coaches. They always steal our good coaches. He was just a coordinator. Yeah. That's what he was. Yeah, we went one in 10 and he, I was I remember he's, saying he's the fancy. Yeah, yeah. He used to come in and talk about, oh, yeah. we, we're a military school. We, I said, no, you're not. You, you got an ROTC program. Stop acting like you're a Navy or Army. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to war over here. <laughs> he talked about, we wear only gray T-shirts, and you better not have no earrings. He making people you know, yeah. cover up tattoos, all kind of. Yeah. Your socks got to be medium. Yeah. He got to do all they doing with rulers. And you know what I told him, man? I said, look, man. And it, I said, y'all, you can make us run all you want, man. Reality of it is, you can't. You running a triple option on third and eight. Why do you think we stupid? We not dumb. We understand that's not going to work. Mm. And I said, you know, you can. And I told this to a coach. Probably why I'm not a good. I will never coach. I'm not a good person to be a good subordinate. I said, you can come here until you're blue in the face. The reality of it is, you can't get rid of the whole team. All right. You can't cut the whole junior and senior class. The reality of it is, you'll be gone before all of these other kids will be gone. And instead of trying to worry about all this other tertiary and stuff, why don't you just concentrate on one thing? How can I get my people to ball? How can I come up with a good game plan? And how can I motivate people? Worry to win? About stuff. And all that does, rest does, of that stuff don't really matter, bro. It just don't. Yeah. Does anyone think we have a chance this weekend against no. the Bills? Uh, Bull does. No, no. Bull, really? Yeah, Bull does. But Bull... Bulls, I don't. I'm, I'm a little confused by Bulls' eternal optimism. All of a sudden, he, 
was always was never that way uh, in the past. But... When they had hope, Bull was the negative Nancy on the show. And now they've kind of lost their playoff hopes. <laughs> Bull's turned into the eternal optimist. It's and he's crazy. not with us, so we can't ask him. He'll join right, us again he'll be in a back few in minutes, 10 but... minutes. I think they're messing. I think he's tinkering with his medication right now. I know when I'm doing that. Allegedly. <laughs> there I'm, you go. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now that, that is a human nature thing, though, by the way. Um, human nature is always seek. Nature is all about balance. Yeah. Um, yin yin yang. Everything has a negative, everything has a positive. And as humans, we look for balance. So if we are in a group setting and four people are negative about something, the last or the next couple people have to think about it and they say, well, it can't be all one side, so I have to even it up a little bit mm -hmm. and be more optimistic. Well, you you hear. So he's, you think he's just it's his contrarian nature. Well, I wouldn't say contrarian, it's it's to find harmony. Okay. Like we like to have Bulls harmony and peace. For harmony? Yeah, everybody okay. does it. Right? Yeah. G. Bush, if that was true, he would let one argument go. He would let he, one he run the ball argument. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, was seen, I love both. I love both. It's Turkey Day. He, he, let, he has he a few more. He can't. He I love we're he talking hates, smack on him, not turkey. just bringing him onto the, onto the Zoom turkey with us. Turkey pushers. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, at some point here, so we're going to go into Detroit this weekend. We're going to see what happens. We're going there, we're wrong. watching. Uh, wrong. You know, I, yeah. I, I, we all want them to win. I don't think there's anybody here that don't want yeah. them to win. Right. But we, we, right. we, we are, you know, as any good business person, we're now studying the data. The data is not <laughs> trending your way, right? Sure. Now, you may shock me, but it's not <laughs> trending your way. Right. But my question is, I wonder over in Berea, is anybody reading the data? Right? And the data <laughs> is, I'm not just talking about the data for the week-to-week the, the -week statistics. Right. The data of the complexity of the entire thing here, because it's not it's not trending well. It's not trending well at all, right? Hey. And if you think that Deshaun Watson gonna walk in here and is gonna flip the switch and this thing gonna go another way, you might steal one or two. But if you are like this today, mm -hmm. six weeks later, you're still like that today. Add another right. two weeks, so you still like that today. You probably <laughs> like that, right? So. I'm not looking for any miracles around They here. try to Deshaun Watson is the equivalent of taking NyQuil when you got cancer. <laughs> the patient may already be too far you, gone. You 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 worried about in life process and, and I'm not disrespecting anybody with the cancer thing. I'm or just anyone saying, who enjoys NyQuil. Oh yes, I do, by the yeah. way. Um terminal illness. The grounds are terminal in their DNA. Like it's at the cellular level. Like their DNA is broken. You can't fix broken DNA. You got to start all the way over and f hopefully you get you a new body or do something because you taking cough syrup and Tylenol and Oxycontin got Lord, Lord all this other stuff, but you rarely get down to the root of it. And when you even ask him what's going on, what happens? Nobody he says, knows. well, we got to do better. It's a quick turnaround in the NFL. We got another one really coming up quick. So we don't have too much time to be dilly dallying and feeling sorry for ourselves. We're on to the next week. That's an like that. Just that comment alone. I know he's trying to play like, you know, be politically correct. That comment alone is frightening because that means you're going from week to week, never analyzing what's going on, never trying to fix what the root problem is. And you're telling us we just going to drink NyQuil and, and, and put our head in the sand. Where's the hey, G, that, that's well, the most frustrating part about it, because when you're players at this point in the season, if you're six and three, you're a good football team. If you're three and six, every player knows we're not a good football team. Exactly. But yet, 
and yet the the head coach every time there's some like hero speech and let's galvanize the guys <laughs> the guys are rolling their eyes like man we are terrible we just need to figure out how to get out of this and not make ourselves look bad worse than what we already have so that that becomes the the crux of it all it's like you have a coach that clearly is saying all the right things politically and i, I don't know what he's saying behind closed doors but if i were head coach be like listen guys what what do we want to make out of this season where we, we we are who we are and how can we how can we get ourselves out of it how can how, how can we get one you know and start changing the message as opposed to you know this monotonous global this, theory this, right yeah, so, this the we're going to say the same things over and over and over again. The guys are rolling their eyes like we're not a good football team. I'm going to tell you this. Somebody has to hold somebody accountable. Even the head coach has to be held accountable. There's always someone that your trusted sidekick that will keep it 100 with you. Will keep it real with you. So right. when you sucking, they tell you sucking, right? <laughs> and when you're doing well, they tell you doing well. You're on the right track. So like for me in my other world, my chief of staff, she'll come when I'm on the thing. I'm, when I'm on one, I'm giving a speech. If it looks like it's going sideways, she'll walk to a place in the room and get in front so she can be in my purview and she'll do like this. Yeah. You, you going off on one. Right? It's not, no, it's not, not going doing, over well. We're not doing right. that. Yeah. At some point, like this. you have to look. Is Bring it, it down. Or Bring it down. Messenger? Right. And the message is three and six. Yes. And the messenger isn't making it any better. Mm-hmm. Well, I want a sense of urgency. I want guys talking and playing like their heads are on fire. Because ours right. are. We know it's slipping yeah. away fast. You. You know, I don't know where you are on this, but I think the season's already lost. I do. But if I think if they lose Sunday, you can put the stake in the heart. Only thing you waiting for Three and seven. Only thing you waiting for is, is, yeah, yeah. is at that point. Only thing you waiting for is Deshaun and Houston. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you're three and seven, you've got to go seven and zero to be like. ten That's and seven, which yep. doesn't even That's guarantee it. Yeah, play, playoff hopes are out of the window at this point. Now it's about yeah. okay. Who, who do you look at? Who on this football team no are given un, <laughs> unlimitless oh, like efforts? Who right. can p- still play at we a high level? Give me all the energy, all the enthusiasm, no matter what our record. <laughs> now, now you have to pinpoint those guys. Who's are the guy? Who are the guys that I can identify with if things go sideways that are still doing what yeah. they were doing at the beginning of the season? Still roll How are you going to build this we, with no picks? Hey, uh, Dean, we got to go. We got to go. But before we do, I have to get you on record. I want a point and prediction for uh, tomorrow's Buckeyes Maryland game. How's this? Oh, man. Oh, did Brad put you up to this? No, no. I I mean, if you're going to come rolling up with Maryland gear, we at least want you to be on the record. (laughs) Okay. I'm a a realist. I'm a realist. Okay. Okay. I'm a realist. Okay. Maryland isn't going to win the game. Okay. <laughs> no. Say that. Way to keep no. So I just hope. I just Don't put hope, that into the universe. I, listen, I'm I'm a realist. I, I've seen them play. I, I, I my hope. I hope with my heart, I want them to win. But with my eyes, I know they won't. But I just hope the game. They don't put up more than. 50 points on the on nah. the Terps. That's, well, that's all I can say. Terps, Terps not yeah. bad. They're not bad. Loxley's trying to do a good job over there, but they weren't about you to see run the game against the I saw it. I yeah. saw it. Yeah. The juggernaut. All I can hope for is this. Please put some people in the stadium in College Park. I know. We only come there every blue moon. moon. Yeah. We're Shout out to Juan Dixon. <laughs> D, we got to go, man. Have a great week. Let us know how the surgery goes. We're thinking about you, man. Get well. All right, man. Yeah. Like to quote. Well, normally, I will have my drink. Oh, no, you over that. Dead. You dig that water. <laughs> Chug that water, brother. All right. Chug that water. Like well, Jackson has to have uh, Achilles, Tory's Achilles yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago or last week. 
And, uh, still jovial. Yeah. Still, still looks great. Upbeat. Yep. Yeah. Good attitude. 